0: Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911.
1: Soul Patrol Jesus 911. This is a Friday show. I love Friday. TGIF. Thank Good. God I am forgiven. Good. Jess Romero and my wife. Anita Romero. Tobias and Sarah. Yeah, a.k.a. Yeah, Tobias, absolutely... a.k.a. Aquila and Priscilla. Yeah. In the making.
2: In the making. Yeah, in the we're, making. we're, we're yeah, sinners in the making. We're sinners. So are you.
1: Yeah, we're sinners in the, uh, uh, saints in the making.
2: Yeah. Sinners being transformed are. to saints. Absolutely.
1: Hey, we got a good show today. Just want to mention something about uh, the month of March. My love, what is... Uh,
2: what... Oh, the month of March. What is that? It's devoted to St. Joseph. Amen. Who is he? He's a patron saint of workers, families, homes, and and a happy death and terror and the terror of demons absolutely absolutely that's what we need to for his intercession especially right now if you we should end a lot of our right, prayers with that right right and right now if you're uh, this is i think this is the second day if you're following the novena which starts was started yesterday to the uh, to St Joseph so i i started yesterday although i do that prayer every day but specifically for a specific intention I have, I, have I've started that novena.
1: So yeah, the the month of March is devoted to St. Joseph, who's the head of the family. Yes. And uh, let's pray uh, an our father before we start the show, because we're going to be getting into some deep stuff about family, spiritual warfare. Yes.
2: And that's what we're all about. We're about family, marriage, spiritual warfare. And I think we're not hearing enough about it, so that's what we're here for—to serve you, family, because you are our family. Yes,
1: we've been, and we've been. And the topics we're going to talk about today is, um, what do I? Okay, the husband, and but this is not very often. Help! What do I do? My wife's unconverted. That's not often. (laughs) It's the other one that we get a lot. Yes, for the last twenty years. Help! My husband's unconverted. What do I do? That's what we're going to talk about. That's what
2: we're going to talk about. Our first, uh, probably, two segments, right? Yeah, at
1: least. Maybe. Yeah, at least. And then <laughs> we'll the whole talk show. about the Who husband. Mm-hmm. Let's pray on our, our, our Father. In nomine Patris, et felis spiritu santi. Amen. Pater noster qui es in cielis, santifici domen tuum, advenia renam tuum fia voluntas tua, sicut in cielo et in terra. Pana noster cotidianum dan obis hodie, et nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, <speaking> and in in nos George, George. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Christ.
2: Anita,
1: this is the question that we've been getting for years and years. Yes. And and again, through just through yes. as we continue learning our faith, through experience, yep. trial and error, <clears throat> you know, studying scripture every day for years and years,
0: yep.
1: <clears throat> uh, I think we could give a pretty good response to this
2: Yeah, to this question. Yeah. My Bec- because what are we dealing
1: with anyhow what's 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 the macro
2: what we're dealing with the macro is one of the demons demons called asmodeus who and we reject is, rebuke and renounce and in jesus, jesus name, name go to Amen. the foot of the cross that Amen. he may do as he wills yes uh asmodeus he's a demon that attacks
1: marriages we know that from what book
2: we know that from um book of tobit the book of tobit yeah mm-hmm. chapter three i guess it was chapter three and eight but St. But who are the, who's the angel that helps uh, helps uh, marriages? Marriages. It's Saint Raphael. And so, bad Saint, news, good news. Yeah, bad news. good news. Saint Raphael is the angel that helps and protects our marriages. So
1: that's, so that's what that's, we want to focus on yeah, we're here. Gonna focus
2: on those two things. What, how we how we can ask for Saint Raphael's intercession for our marriages? Even if you have a great marriage, like Jesse and I, we have a great marriages marriage, but we gotta we want to keep it. Like that, and we have to continue praying. We want to keep and, the
1: marriage great, like right, somebody to wants do, to keep America great. great. <laughs> we want to keep the marriage great,
2: right? Keep America, and you, we yeah. want you to keep your marriage great. Yeah, if it's if it's you feel it's not so great, we have some some concrete t- answers yeah today. concrete answers for you biblical answers yeah catholic so, answers. So anytime, what
1: what's the question that we usually get what what do people call up or email or what do they ask us what's the, the question
2: the question that that we get we get a lot of phone often. calls very often uh my husband is unconverted i'm praying the exilium christian Oren prayers every night what else should i be doing
1: well that's good yeah if that's you're if excellent. you're a wife in a state of grace mm-hmm. And and you're praying the exiliumchristianorandprayers dot org. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah,
1: you can pray those prayers because they're deprecatory in nature. So you're not commanding; you're asking. So those are safe prayers.
2: Those are safe prayers. Those are for the laity.
1: Exactly. Now,
2: specifically,
1: it would be more efficacious in a perfect world if you prayed these binding prayers along with your husband. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if you want to know what I'm talking about, all you have to do is read the story in the Book of Tobit of Tobias and Sarah. Yeah, we just
2: mentioned.
1: It's from chapter 3 to chapter 8. You'll find that this couple prayed together mm-hmm. on their wedding night mm-hmm. and a demon that I don't want to mention his name. My wife already did. We yeah. rejected him, rebuked him, renounced him. This demon was vexing Sarah, a holy Israelite woman. Uh, she was diabolically afflicted and their corporate prayer together l- was lifted, her affliction, never to return to her again. So if you notice, the demons yielded to Tobias's authority as the protector and the head of the family.
2: There's the key. It was
1: Tobias. That was the it was pat- the, the patriarchal yeah, protection, the husband. Anita. Husband. So, what what prescription would you give for a woman that wants to ha- says my husband's unconverted? What prescription yeah. would you give?
2: Well, this the prescription that that we would give, and I would give, is for an unconverted husband is for example, our our Lord Jesus Christ told Faustina number one, if you say this prayer, the the divine mercy, okay, that's what she's talking about, three o'clock, with a contrite heart and with faith on behalf of some sinner, and in this case you're probably Amen. paying it for your husband the promise is I will give that soul the grace of conversion, so there, there you go Pray the prayer for your husband, the divine mercy at three o'clock. Preferably if they can. Preferably, right? preferably if you can. Because
1: that's a promise from our Lord Jesus right. Christ. that
2: Absolutely it is. It now, is she's he didn't say, just something. do it one time. No. He said, ongoing. Yeah. You gotta, and you know what? It's not, if your husband becomes converted after a year, two years, or whatever it is, you got to still pray for his continued conversion.
1: And protection. And probably.
2: protection. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we we can fall out of grace we can
1: we can so what's so, the next so, the next suggestion you would give a yeah, wife the
2: next suggestion that i would give a woman is pray the rosary every day for your husband so that your prayers can merit for him the grace of conversion our, our blessed mother says in promise number 11 out of the 15 promises of the rosary she said, you shall obtain all you ask of me by recitation of the rosary. That there would include you go. the
1: conversion of your husband.
2: Yeah, the conversion of your husband. So in this case, you pray the rosary for the conversion of your husband and your continued conversion, right? So if you, you women, if you live in a state of grace and you are, pers- you are already personally protected from the diabolical, your tears, your pain and your suffering for your husband are meant to purify you and make you a saint.
1: We'll give some examples a little later. Yeah,
2: right, right, we will. So your prayers become more efficacious, you know, more effective as you become holier cuz remember when That's you pray That's the James 5:16 principle. Right, five, James 5:16 5, says that. And remember when you're pray when you're praying for someone they they're it's reciprocal. You're going to be getting those graces also. So your role as a wife is to pray, to do penance and suffer for the conversion of your husband, because right it Bible. is, it is, it's suffering when you see your converted. loved one falling away.
1: But it's in the Bible. But it's in the
2: Bible. It's in First Corinthians uh, chapter seven verse fourteen. Okay. So, well, how about adding a weekly? Another thing, how about adding a weekly ro- uh, a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament to merit the grace of conversion for your husband? That too. See, so we have to add, especially this time in Lent. This is the best time to add those if you can. And I know some of you are holy listening to this. you I know you pray the rosary every day for sure. You know, most people that are listening on to Jesus 911 are praying the rosary. And if you're not, start. Please start. Don't but, look back. Look forward. Yes,
1: but, but but pray the rosary also with the intention of converting your unconverted Absolute. husband.
2: That's your intention. Yeah,
1: you know, put, mm-hmm. put that intention before the Lord.
2: Yep. And now, trust in God, trust in him.
1: I want to go through a couple of safe, deprecatory prayers that a wife can pray for her husband. Mm-hmm. And I learned this from Kyle Clement, who's Father Ripperger's right-hand man for the last 15 years. It's, he's Father Ripperger's facilitator and case manager and his exorcism team. He, we were talking the other day, and he goes, Jess, when a wife prays and does these prayers at her bedside on her knees... He said, they're more powerful. So I said, why? It makes sense to me. He says, just because because right there, the bed is where the two become one. So God is brought into the marriage through that sacramental act. And he says, the bed is the altar. Remember, an altar is holy. He says, so beautiful. Yeah, it just blew my mind when he told me that last week. He says, if you as a husband pray for your unconverted wife at the bedside Mm -hmm. or the wife prays for the unconverted husband at the bedside, that's the altar, Right, Remember the all truth where God comes down yeah, upon. Yeah. And he says that's where the two become one. So he says it's it's more powerful because mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's because of just the imagery of the wedding bed, as the mm-hmm. Bible says, is undefiled, yeah. which means it's it's not secular, it's not profane, yeah. it's holy. The yeah. Bible says it's holy.
2: And you know what? I thank Kyle Clement for and, and and sharing this with you because now I'm going to go back to it because I was, I was doing that for a long time and then I get so tired. I'm just going to jump in bed and say my prayers, but no, I'm going to offer my body as a living sacrifice <laughs> as tired as I am. I'm going to start praying it back again on the, on my knees, on my, by my bed because yes, I, now I understand the theology. Of that. Per, it's powerful. That I is know you know that,
1: but it's that's, just to, to be reminded. Yes, of that. I have
2: to remind you because we he have said, to be. He said, just that's reminded. your altar in the yes, house. Wow. The that's, that's just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. How quick the segment.
1: Speaking of well, holiness. Holy,
2: holy, holy pause for Our Lady Guadalupe. Pray, Pray for, us. for us. Yes,
1: Mother Mary,
0: we love you. Our Lady Pray for of us. Your beauty and your grace are the bright little dawn. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us.
2: We're back. We are back. Jesus 901, 901, TGIF. Thank God it's
1: I'm forgiven.
2: I'm forgiven. Absolutely. And- we're talking
1: about how to uh, how how to evangelize and and uh, and offer penance and prayers and sacrifice for an unconverted converted. spouse. So we're talking about specifically right now the biggest question that we get all the time, my husband's unconverted. how do I bring him back to the church? And we were talking about Anita, something I learned from yeah. Kyle Clement last week. If mm-hmm. you could share that again, right here, yeah. When you, when a wife prays or a husband prays, what did he say? He said, Pray, "Praying at the at your bedside on your knees
2: every night, this is your altar where you two have become one." And you can find that in Genesis 2:24. The Holy Bible says, "Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled." that's Hebrews 13.4. this means that your wedding bed is holy and there's three prayers that yeah, we would we recommend that for that a, we wife, recommend for a wife for a wife to say yeah, yeah. okay because prayers for a husband and wife are different yeah, yeah.
1: okay so yeah, our the prayers
2: can... are more intercessory
1: yeah the husbands our... are can pray in precatory because of the head headship right. the wife would have to be deprecatory, deprecatory asking the Lord so one simple prayer that a woman can pr- pray for her husband uh, if you could share it, Anita's. Yeah,
2: the, it's okay, here's the prayer. And then if you can, if he's open to it, yeah. you want to put your hand, your right hand, over his heart. Not his head. Not his head. His heart, because we are the heart of the home.
1: You're, okay. Exactly. Women We're are the heart, heart. of the We're home. the
2: heart of home.
1: And home. women are called to protect the man's heart.
2: Absolutely. We to. God. So, what, mm-hmm. she's, what Anita's
1: <laughs> going to put her, her, yes. her hand on my heart. I'm going to
2: put my hand on his heart. And she'll say a quick little prayer. I'm going to say, let me move that the prayer it's may the lord bless my husband in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen mother mary most holy please hold jesse in the mantle of your motherly protection and cover jesse with the veil of your holiness virgin most powerful pray for him and protect him saint joseph tear of demons pray for him and protect him and cover him with the cloak of your fatherly protection, Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, wasn't that beautiful? We're calling on the whole the, the Trinity. We're we're asking Mother Mary's intercession, and we're ask, we're asking for Saint Joseph's intercession. And why right did she there, put, the, the most powerful, uh,
1: the most powerful, powerful patriarch Christ. in heaven? Yes, right. And why did my wife put her hand in my heart? Because again. As Pope Pius XII says, a man is the head of the home, a wife is, is the heart right? of the home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, Jewish theology teaches that Eve was taken from the, the side of Adam. That's in the Bible, from the rib of Adam. Jewish theology teaches that that rib covered the heart of Adam. So the Jewish rabbis teach that, uh, that Eve was was pr- was called to protect the heart of Adam, mm-hmm. and that's what a woman is actually called to do right. in many respects—is to protect the heart of her husband. The heart of her husband by by again by the marital debt. One mm-hmm. of the ways—that's how you protect his mm-hmm. heart uh, by rendering the marital debt. So notice, notice she didn't put her head on my her hand on my head. That's the position of the husband mm-hmm. yes. because the husband has headship. So he's the only one that could put the hand on the top of the head because of the his office, as Father Ripperger says. It's not because he's holier. Yeah. I'm not. Trust me. It's not because I'm holier than Anita. Trust mm-hmm. me. It's just because of the office I have, and I'm going to be judged on that office how I discharged it at my judgment day. That makes me tremble sometimes when I think about it. Yeah, Anita, and
2: remember the diabolical. They know the authority. They yeah. know. They know. They understand it more than anybody. You know. Um, that doesn't know it. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's why we are sharing this with you to know what your place is, your to role. To stay in your is. lane. To stay in your lane, yeah. your role is as husband and wife. Anita
1: uh, another prayer, this is this is in Father Ripperger's book. It's called you know, praying for another person. Yes. And what he does, he uses the language of St. Louis de Montfort. Mm-hmm. And we know that St. Louis de Montfort teaches that whatever you consecrate to our lady The devil has no access to. So let's just say you're at the side of our bed and and, and I'm unconverted. What would you pray? This is what I
2: would pray. Of course, I'd start with the sign of the cross. Okay. And then I put into thy hands, Mary. I commend the body and soul of Jesse. I ask thee to provide for him and to protect him. I ask thee to protect him from the evil one. I ask thee, enlighten his mind, strengthen his will, and reframe his appetites by grace. Our Lady and St. Michael, called down from heaven the legions of angels under your command to protect him. I ask you all the things I ask of his, of his guardian angel. Guardian angel of Jesse, under thy intellectual and volitional protection, I place his body. I ask thee to illumine his mind and refrain his appetites. I ask thee to strengthen his cognitive power, his memory, and his imagination. Help him to remember the things he should and not remember the things he should not. Help him to associate the things he should and not associate the things he should not. Give him good, clear images in his imagination. I ask thee to drive away all the demons that might affect him while he sleeps or throughout the course of the day. Help him to sleep, and if thou should deem it prudent, direct his dreams. Help him to arise refreshed. Amen.
1: You must have prayed that last night because I woke up very refreshed today. <laughs> I think we I, both
2: I think it helped us both because I agree with you. I woke up refreshed and energized. Yes, I was ready to go five o'clock in the morning. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and, yeah, I know. And notice <laughs> what my wife did <laughs> is she commended me to Our Lady. That's 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 a St. Louis de Montfort yeah. way of praying. Yeah, Our Lady. And, and the, it's Michael, supplication. She's asking. Yes. She's asking. She's asking. These are safe prayers. Right. And I look, They're called deprecatory. Right. It's a beautiful because look
2: what you're doing. You're asking the guardian angels and our Lady and Saint Joseph to come into the mind of the of your of spouse. your husband, your spouse, to clear his imagination of things that should not be there. And that's and,
1: what attacks a lot of men.
2: Right. And bringing the the imagination that is good, clear images like holy images.
1: I'll tell you why this prayer is effective. Number yeah. one, if the wife's in a state of grace, check. James 5, 16. She's very specific in her prayer. Matthew Mm -hmm. 7, 7 is very very specific. specific. And number three, since she has rights over his body, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, it's very powerful because a husband has rights over a wife's body. A wife has rights over the husband's body. Mm -hmm. So this is what we call the marital debt. And that's why a wife's prayer for her husband is very powerful Mm -hmm. because she has rights over his body.
2: Right, right.
1: Now. The patron saint of marriage is St. Raphael, what's the third prayer that you would pray for an unconverted husband on your knees at his bedside? Yeah,
2: okay, so we're gonna be asking for the intercession of St. Raphael. Patron and this is of marriages. patron saint of marriages and for troubled, marriage, for troubled marriages, and obviously, if you're both on a different page as far as your spiritual walk, uh, your journey, uh, again, this is a prayer that you wanna to add to your uh, litany of prayers. It starts with, O glorious Saint Raphael, Archangel of Healing, intercede for our marriage today. Bring our marriage the same heavenly gifts you brought Tobias and Sarah, the celestial graces of healing, deliverance, and marital unity. Infuse into our hearts the peace and confidence that nothing is impossible with God concerning the renewal of our marriage. Rekindle in our marriage new forgiveness, new humility new grace, new peace, new purity, new trust, and new love. O Saint Raphael, one of the seven who stand before the throne of God, intercede to the merciful Father for the miracle of peace and reconciliation in our marriage through the infinite merits of our Lord, Jesus Christ, and the consoling power of the Holy Spirit. O blessed Raphael, guide us on the pathway of marital peace and unity. Most loving archangel of healing, I believe in you, I trust in you, and I thank you, amen. Classic there, classic uh, intercessory
1: prayer. prayer. Yep, Deprecatory yep. in nature, you're asking St. Raphael, a patron saint of marriages, uh, for his powerful intercession as we see in the book of Tobit. Right,
2: right. And I would just want you to just kind of talk about, it says, oh, uh, St. Raphael, one of seven who stand before the God. We know there's three. But I know there's a four, yeah, but theology, I, I think they need to know, well, how come there's seven? And yeah. you know, there are three in the Bible for sure. Right. Raphael, Gabriel, and... Um,
1: the Jewish people have seven angels that are identified in Jewish theology. Mm-hmm. And remember, Jesus Christ was a Jew, so was Our Lady yeah. and St. Joseph. And so whoever wrote the prayer, whoever Catholic wrote the prayer, basically appealed to the Old Testament understanding of the seven revealed angels.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. not,
1: it's not like heresy. It's just, right. we're just borrowing from our, our, our forefathers, Jewish. their understanding of so, the angel of, of the identified angels for them. There's seven for mm-hmm. us. There's St. Michael, the book My of Daniel other. revelation, mm-hmm. St. Gabriel, uh, Luke, book of Luke, Saint Raphael, book of Tobit, mm-hmm. but the Jews have four other ones that are mm-hmm. identified because they are
2: in Scripture. That's why we yeah. hinge on that, right? Is yeah, that, that's correct. Well, they're
1: in they're they're in mm-hmm. Jewish theology. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're in the I don't think they're in the Jewish scriptures, but they're mm-hmm. in Jewish theology,
0: mm-hmm. okay. and
1: that's their understanding. Yeah. And again, the number seven is the number of perfection, the yeah. number of of uh, mm-hmm. the number of God, yeah. and so it would make sense that the Jews say, "Hey, there's seven arch- archangels." In their understanding, yep. seven is the number of perfection.
0: perfection. Yeah. We also so know the Book s- of Revelation; it yep. does talk mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: in the Book of Revelation, it does say, "and to the seven spirits of the oh, seven okay. churches." Wow! And so it is mm-hmm. in the New Testament that there are spirits means angel. Yep. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, I oh, need
1: to, let's talk about two okay. examples of women. Yes, who have
2: oh, there's some great examples it,
1: of, because a, a mm-hmm. lot of. A lot of people don't realize that God allows everything for a salvific mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. If, if you're, again, going through this relationship of an unconverted husband, God is allowing this to happen because God wants to make you holy. And holy. we want to share two examples. If you can share yeah. the first. Well, you know what? Yeah. I'm not sure if we're going to have a chance. It's 1026.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, 926. (laughs) I I blew it. Sorry about that. that.
2: That's okay because we're
1: different time zones right now. So, in in the next segment, we're going to talk about two great saints, women saints. Yeah, St. Catherine of Genoa. And the other one is? And a a servant of God,
2: Elizabeth Le So, they were in one, uh, St. Elizabeth Le was in the 18th century, going into the 19th century. And then we got uh, St. Catherine of Genoa, who's older in the 15th century.
1: So. And, and and we're, we're gonna see in these stories, after we share them on the next segment, we're gonna see women who had unconverted husbands, mm-hmm. and instead of wagging their finger at them, and yeah. you're gonna to go to hell and you better listen right, to me because right. I'm an alpha woman and pound my chest, right? watch me roar, yeah. you know, I wear the pants in the family. Instead of that, they acted like the Blessed Virgin Mary.
2: Yes. They went yes. into a
1: monastic yes. prayer life. Right, That's what we're gonna talk about. Listening to Jesus Pray for us,
2: Arame. ora por noves
1: Here she comes, Old ora Pass. por
2: noves cause oh, of, of our joy
0: Our Lady of Guadalupe Pray for us So tenderly you hold us in your arms Your beauty and your grace are the bright new dawn our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for
1: us. So the question is, my husband is unconverted. The wife is a converted soul. What do I do? Let me give you one example. I'll let my wife give the second example. Okay. The Let's first example it. is St. Catherine of Genoa. She was a married laywoman. She died in 1510. She was born to a prominent Genoese family. Catherine was married at 15 to Giuliano Adorno. He was a man with a gambling problem, secular humanist. For 10 years, she sought to distract herself from her troubled marriage through worldly occupations. But St. Catherine of Genoa, uh, a great sadness grew in her and she was tempted to despair. One day she went to confess her sins and as she now before the priest She received the great grace, and she writes in a journal, she writes, quote, A wound in my heart of the immense love of God. Close quote. She left at once from the confessional and shut herself up at home. And she wrote this in her journal, quote, No longer the world, no longer sin, close quote. She professed that after confession... And from this time on, she began to live a life of profound prayer and penance. For many years, God was her sole guide. Her her attachment to Christ opened her heart to charity, and she began to work at the hospital of Pamatoni, when she eventually eventually became director. Catherine uh, had a conversion of heart. Her husband, Giuliano, became a Franciscan tertiary, third order Franciscan. As a result of her wife's prayers and penance all those years. He and Catherine gave themselves to the care of the poor. And she shared her mystical insights. In a book she wrote called. Treatise on Purgatory. And Dialogue Between the Body and Soul. Close quote. <clears throat> During the last 15 years of her life. Catherine suffered from various serious health problems. She died from an illness that doctors could not explain. St. Catherine of Genoa. Pray Before for us. us. Yes. She converted her husband not through intellectual arguments, not through wagging her finger, through not... prayer and humility. Yeah. And who's
2: the perfect example of that? Our the, Blessed the Mother. Blessed
1: Virgin Mary. If
2: all of us women would look at our Blessed Mother
1: as the icon of, as
2: icon of women, yeah. Yeah. how much we would convert the world because our husbands, through our prayers, we can convert them. But Amen. You know, there's another story here. Yeah, there's another story. Uh, We did mention a servant of God, Elizabeth LeSueur, okay, who was a good wife with a wealthy husband. She personally renounced wealth and led a holy life. She has been called the Teresa LeSueur for married women. She did, in fact, discover her own little way of sanctification through through pure and sacrificial love. Humility, meekness, redemptive suffering, a vibrant prayer life, and critically, shutting the heck up. (laughs) Okay, I think all of us have problems with that sometimes. I know I do. Shut up. In 1889, she married Felix LeSueur, a medical doctor from a similarly affluent background, but no longer Catholic a point she discovered only shortly before her wedding. He not only refused to practice Catholicism, he was outwardly and vehemently hostile toward the faith. Wow, that must be difficult. Mm. Even the atheists were attracted to her grace and holiness. Wow, (laughs) not her husband, Mm. but the atheists. She simultaneously and unassumingly lived a hidden life as a contemplative and a mystic. Elizabeth's death in 1914 from breast cancer that had metastasized was prolonged and painful, but Felix testified that she bore it with calm and sweetness. She had asked her sister to destroy her spiritual diary after her death, but instead her sister gave it to Felix, who published it a few years later. He was so moved by the profound faith and love of his wife that within a year, he returned to confession and the faith. Several years later, he entered the order of preachers. Dominicans. The Dominicans, ooh. Ordained nine years later after death, While well, it makes sense to reason he was a doctor, yeah. so he had the intellectual, Intelli- intellectual order. Order. Mm-hmm. Ordained nine years after her death, that's um, her husband, Father Lussure, spent much of his time until his own death in 1950. Wow, not too long ago. Speaking about her spirituality and promoting her cause for sainthood. While right now, she's a servant of God. So we could still ask for yes. her intercession. Servant
1: of God, Elizabeth Yes. Yeah. Pray, pray, us. Us. Pray, pray for us. Pray for marriages. Yes, pray for our marriages. Mm-hmm. An- Anita, uh, Bishop wow. Donald Hying yes. kind of uh, wraps up both these women's lives. He says... Know that the mystery of suffering in our lives is the sacred ladder by which we will ascend to the beauty of the kingdom of heaven.
2: Wow. So that's what uh, that's what the the pro euthanasia uh, promoters don't get. No, they don't. The importance don't, of exactly. of suffering and what it does and it the brings, marijuana industry. Holy, and the marijuana industry, absolutely. They No they, suffering. They, no no suffering. Oh I can't, can't feel pay. I need to smoke. You know whatever. <laughs> Is that what
1: they do? They get yeah, so yeah, desperate.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I need, yeah. I need it, need a yeah. fixed.
1: And you kill me, kill me. Oh, I, I don't want to suffer. I don't want to suffer. <laughs> I don't suffer. I don't yeah. suffer.
2: Yeah, give it to me. Give me the injection. That's you know, the whole
1: secular mindset. Sorry, we just went off. Yeah, we did, we sorry. just lost it. Sorry, right sorry. Now. <laughs> we had a meltdown. We have emotions too. <laughs> <Yeah. Yes. laughs> we're we're we lower passions. Yes, exactly. But the point that we're making is that this is what the devil wants to do. Yep. He wants to tell people. You're not meant to suffer. You were never. You're meant to have always pleasure and fun yes, and, mm-hmm. and, and titillation. Yeah. The no. deception of the devil is Th- so this strong. Is, yes. yes. This is the lie of that Satan. That way of thinking. Yes, Because it's through our suffering mm-hmm. that we distribute graces to other people in the body yes. of Christ. Mm-hmm. This is why our lady of Fatima appeared to the tree, three children in Portugal. And she said this, quote. Pray, pray a great deal and make sacrifices for sinners. For many sinners go to hell because they have no one to pray and mm. make sacrifices for them. In other words, Anita, p- yeah. most people don't realize it. You, God may have allowed you to marry the knucklehead that you're married yeah, to. Right. Because the only way he's going to get to heaven is through you. your prayers that, and sacrifice. Right. Mm-hmm. And your prayers and sacrifices are going to make you holy. Right. Because right. it's going to keep you focused on Christ right. and Our Lady and on your knees and with a right. rosary in your hand. And
2: this is the will of God. He's answering your prayers right now. His prayers, the prayers that are for you to convert your husband and offer prayers of supplication for your husband. That's that's what he's asking you right now. That's I, his will at this point. And another thing at a
1: practical level that a wife can do is uh, for her husband. Oh yeah, this yeah. is On really simple
2: level. women. Yeah. Okay. It's in the kitchen. Okay. Your yeah. kitchen. Another, the advice is to use blessed salt in his food. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Yeah, absolutely. Put holy water in his coffee or tea and cook his food with blessed oil. So those three things, blessed salt, holy water, and blessed oil. When you're cooking his, his eggs and his uh, hash browns in it. the morning, his coffee, Ooh, it gives a, you actual There's the recipe. Yeah. There's
1: the recipe.
2: And so, so, how, uh, so
1: how should you behave towards your husband? I think there's oh, one Bible verse right. that really nails it on. either.
2: Right. So we're talking about what women should do now, how we should behave.
1: Comport with her yeah, husband. Comport.
2: Yeah, comport. And it takes a lot of prayer. I know women, it takes a lot of prayer and restraint and humility. But it, look at what it says in Scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 12 to 17. It says... To the rest I say, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is consecrated through his wife and the unbelieving wife is consecrated through her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner desires to separate, let it be so. In such a case, the brother or sister is not bound for God has called us to peace. Wife, how do you know where, whether you will save your husband? That's key right there. Husband, how do you know whether you will save your wife? Only let everyone lead the life which the Lord has assigned to him, and in which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Wow! Wow, that is—that's that's, a lot of meat there. In that's First the point that we made. Chapter seven is that
1: the goal of married life is to get each other to heaven. Yeah. that's what Saint Paul just said right. right there. Right. It's that simple. Read the goal to get each other in and be constant in prayers, because you will never know
2: if your husband—it's—it's—it's it's, it's called just. Be faithful. Be faithful to the prayer for the conversion of your husband.
1: Anita, so if your husband is lukewarm, what would you further say okay, to the Okay, if your wife? husband
2: is a lukewarm and unconverted, this is what you, his soul is in danger.
1: The Bible says that yeah, in Revelation
2: this, 3.15. Yeah, Revelation 3.15. He says your their soul is in danger. So you women are called to be the Saint Monica. You must embrace your cross and prayerfully unite your sufferings to Christ. And that that's, that's, says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 24, for him. You've got to do that. And prayerfully unite your sufferings to Christ for him. Pray the Holy Rosary, and we did mention that, and the chapter of Divine Mercy. We did mention that every day for his conversion without fail. Yeah. And another thing you want to add is fast and do penance for him so that you can merit the grace of conversion for him. And he may one day fall in love with Jesus Christ and become the Saint Joseph of your home. I, that's that biblical. Just, what you
1: just said, the last yes, sentence. Yes, it's just it's in it's in Matthew seventeen twenty. Our Lord right. says, "But this kind, talking about a demon, yeah. talking about demons, is not cast out but by prayer and fasting." Close quote. So we know that Satan's tactic. You mentioned the demon that goes after marriages. I don't want right. to remember. Uh, yeah, we don't want to again. mention
2: his name because yeah,
1: Satan's tactic and his demons is to divide and conquer your yes, marriage and that's family. that's the goal for them. Our Catholic Christian tactic is to y- unite our marriage and family through prayer. Right. There right. she comes.
0: Here she comes. what Holy cause?
1: The cause of our joy. We'll be right back. Stick around. Your beauty and your grace
0: are the bright new dawn. Our Lady of Guadalupe Pray for us You us your...
2: Don't you love that, I'm... Our Lady of Guadalupe? Your beauty and your grace are are a great new dawn. <laughs>
1: I, it, I, it, no, like, I, I just love um, the bumpers. Just I, I can. Dust, oh. I can going to the sleep of death, listening to those bumpers. Yeah,
2: it's just beautiful. We're, yeah. uh,
1: welcome back, family. Uh, Jesus 911 Friday show, uh, Sacrament of Marriage in Action, Jess and Anita. We're talking about the, answering the question, my husband, for a wife, my husband is unconverted. Help! <laughs> so first, <laughs> yeah. next we need to know the role of a husband and a wife from scripture. Mm-hmm. So this will help you under, once you know your role, you gotta stay in your lane. Yep. In Genesis 2, chapter Genesis 2, chapter 18, verse 18, excuse me, the Bible says, quote, then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper. He and that word helper
0: mm-hmm.
1: fit for him. Close quote. Now, the Hebrew word for helper is Ezer Kenegdo, which is defined in a Hebrew dictionary as, quote, someone who aids, protects, defends you, especially in battle. Mm-hmm. So how would you understand this? This means that the role of Eve and all women, they're called to be helpers. They're called to be ezer kenegdos mm-hmm. which means they're supposed to fight to aid their husband in the battle of life to save their souls and the souls of their children.
2: Yeah, I love that. Ezra Canegno.
1: That unlocks the understanding of women. Yep,
2: there you go. And it's in scripture.
1: Here's one more, and then I want to get your comment.
2: Yeah.
1: Ephesians 5.22. If you can read that, and I'll I'll, I'll make some comments. It's just one verse, really. Ephesians
2: 5.22, it says, okay, we're talking about you wives. Wives, be subject to your husbands as to the Lord. Okay.
1: Yep. So, the Greek word implies her submission is free and voluntary. It's not like, uh, it's not a degrading, servile, or, or a cursive. It's not like, you know, mm-hmm. a chapo guzman owning a harem. That's not what yeah. it's talking about mm-hmm. here. The Greek word, be subject, is the word hupotasso, which is primarily a military term which means to rank under according to all Greek dictionaries of the New Testament. So since a wife entrusts herself to her husband as part of her devotion to the Lord, her submission is not unconditional, especially if her husband is asking or commanding her to do something that God expressly forbids. So it's not unconditional submission. Another key to interpreting this verse is that phrase, as to the Lord. In other words... In the, in, the, in, the, in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no master-slave relationship. No male chauvinism. No bossiness. Notice that Christ is not the boss or the CEO of the church. He is its head. Mm-hmm. Not as an executive, as the head of the corporation. What is described here in Ephesians 5.22 is an organic unity and an ontological intimacy. One more thing yeah. that I'll throw to my wife. Wow. Another translation uses the word submission. Some say surrender, submission. I like to explain this Greek word hupotasso as follows. Submission. Sub means under. Mm -hmm. And mission means to be sent forth with the authority to perform a specific service. Wives then, notice, are called to put themselves under the mission of their husbands. What's the mission of their husband? to get the family to heaven. So the wife's submission under the mission is to, to help. help her husband <laughs> get the family to heaven. Yes, pretty simple. Very simple. Very simple. And I think And I'm
2: the people sure went it's, away it's, from it, the verse. Is, yes. I, I think this clarifies it for a lot of women what the role is. Right here it's it's pretty distinct. The marriage is a military yes, unit. And precise of where, you know, what where we where we where we were we, we at in the latter
1: authority. We're, yeah. We're second, but we are the help. But it doesn't mean ontologically we're equal. In other words, God's looking at my wife, myself and my wife right now, unto God, ontologically, completely equal. Mm -hmm. Now, God looks at us as terms of our role. God says, you're more responsible, Jess, to get your wife and your kids to heaven. You're more responsible than she is. You're gonna answer to me on judgment day. So Mm -hmm. in terms of the economic authority, I'm more mm-hmm. responsible in yeah. terms of our ontological equality before God, completely equal. Yeah. In fact, and more next... women are, are saints in heaven than men. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you this, more women are going to have a higher spot in heaven than men because they're generally speaking holier than men. And and heaven is a place where you're rewarded for your holiness. So a lot of you are going to be senior. A lot of you guys are going to be in the cheap seats in the binocular section <laughs> and your wives are going to be in ringside. Yep, and, In the beatific vision. Right, you say, oh right. yeah, I was married to her. Honey, I mean, you remember me? Remember me? I can't go over <laughs> there, but you could come to me and say hi. Anita, <laughs> what type of faith should a wife have? Uh, I think the Gospel of Mark tells us yeah, what type um, of faith.
2: In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, uh, verses 30 to 37, it talks about having faith like a child. Okay, we know we all have, many of you have children or have nieces and nephews and see how innocent they are. So this gospel tells us that to get to heaven, you need to receive, trust, and surrender to God. The
1: virtues of Our Lady.
2: Yep, the virtues of Our Lady. That's what she did to Joseph. When they were going to flee uh, the flight into Egypt, Joseph said, get up, Mary. We have to go to Egypt. And And she just submitted. She submitted, okay, let's go. She didn't question him. She just went. She, and trusts, she trusted, surrendered
1: to receive God's love, right. received his love and protection. Right. Absolutely. So that's an example. Yeah.
2: Uh, this is why it's easier for a woman and children to be saved because a woman's natural mission is to receive, trust and surrender. This is an example, example left by the Blessed Virgin Mary. A husband's job is to lead, protect and provide. This is an example left by St. Joseph. This is a perfect couple. Yeah, they are. They're the perfect couple. We want to look at couples. Don't look at Justin and Anita. No, not don't Jesse, look, at don't us. look at us. You know, we're Pray perfect people uh, trying to reach holiness every yeah, day. Yeah. But that's the couple that you want to look at. Joseph and Mary.
1: That's the iconic couple. Joseph
2: and Mary. They're the ones. Don't look at human beings because we human beings can disappoint you.
1: Absolutely. And he, we're
2: going to do yeah, our best every yeah. day to not disappoint yes. you. And And I know yeah, I don't you, want to disappoint anybody, Yeah, I don't want to me. disappoint anybody. So the the man is the head of the home and you women are the heart of home. Remember that. We mentioned that earlier. As a couple, it is your domestic church. It's in the Catechism, Catechism. of the Catholic Church. What's that? Uh, in paragraph 1656 and 1666. So, so there is a great book called Ask Your Husband by Stephanie Gordon and that's put out by 10 books. I'm almost done with it. It's Awesome book. A lot of information. And and for those of you, please don't get offended by this book because you know what? It's the truth is going to set you free. Yes. That's Amen. what it is. And if you struggle by reading it, it's because the truth is, you know, that's the first, what's the first reaction to truth? Anger. It's anger. You know, obsession. God is working upset. on your humility. Yeah, he's working on your humility. Trust if me. You have I, a problem with the book. And, yep. Yeah, so problems in marriage stem from husbands and wives not knowing their roles and not staying in their lane. That's the we, whole we issue. We see that all our life. We see in our life. We see people, and I just like, "Oh, she's not staying in her lane," yeah. you know. And we see it with even with good, solid, yes. Catholic couples. I think, "Oh, please, stay in your lane. you know, stay in your lane." You know, so you know, we got to pray. So, what's the role of a woman from Scripture, right? Well, oh yeah, wait, wait, wait you know, I forgot. Well, I forgot one thing. Yeah. What? A a wife with an unconverted husband should have a monastic prayer life. That means a
1: serious prayer life. Serious
2: prayers like constancy. They should be receiving the sacraments as often as possible. What else should women do, us wives do? Offer masses for his conversion. You can go on websites
1: and you can offer a year full of masses masses. for your husband. Yes. All these orders on the internet will do a year of masses for anybody you offer. Have you ever done a year of masses for your husband? just a, yeah. a question
2: yeah question have you done that mm-hmm. okay uh, the holier you are and the more uh, the whole you are the more prayerful your intercessor prayers will be you or, can find and, that and in the James more powerful. chapter 5 and 16 yeah. yeah more powerful absolutely now
1: we're not going to get to all these verses but you got homework yes we want you to read this is for women because these mm-hmm. are scripture verses for women yeah Remember, read this, this verse worm, women's show yeah 1st <laughs> Peter chapter 3 verses 1 and 7 you need to read that mark that up in your Bible. This is the the role of women. 1 yeah. Peter chapter yeah. 3 verses 1 to 7, which is the next assignment that we given them anything. Your
2: next assignment is Proverbs 31 uh, verse 10 to 31. Again, Tom. Proverbs 31 verse 10 to 31.
1: The third verse that you that we're asking you to read for your homework is Sirach chapter 26 verses 1 to 16. Sirach chapter 26 verses 1 to 16. So there you go. These three exactly. verses yep clearly Christ tell Peter, you Proverbs and, and Sirach. Clearly tell you the role of a woman from scripture. Okay? And we already had given you the what 1 the, uh, First Corinthians chapter 7 mm-hmm. verses 12 to 17. Read that one. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 12 to 17. Yeah. One more time, which one? 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 7. Proverbs
2: 31, uh, verse 10 to 31. And Sirach From one to chapter
1: 16. 26,
2: 1 to 16. So yes. you got
1: homework, women. Yeah. Those four Bible verses tell you the role of women.
2: Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to give you some advice, women. Take these scripture verses in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Mm. Do the Lexo Divina. Stand. That's what you want to do. Read it three times. Do it three times and sit there in front of our Lord. I want to and ask the Lord. I want to be a better life, a wife, so I can convert my, so my husband can love you. That's yeah, a whole uh, uh, issue. Not for you. It's for them to love Jesus. We mm. go to Mass because why? We love Jesus. Yeah. Not because it's uh, we it's obligatory. Not because my mom tells me. No, my husband tells me. No, we go because out of love. Love. Caritas. Love for Jesus. Amen. And that's what we do. We need to do for our husband. We're doing it so he can love Christ. That's the bottom
1: line. That's a wrap. Mm. Jesus 911 Friday show TGIF. Thank God we're forgiven. Yep. It was nice being you too. Have a most blessed week weekend. And
2: remember, keep your Lenten commitments.
1: Yes. Up next, Gary Machuda, Hands On Apologetics, the big guy coming to you from the Midwest Command Center with high-level apologetics. As for us, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Jesus 911. We love to you. to be here
2: with family. Thank
1: you for yes. sharing this hour where this is holy hour yes. of power. And go ha- be holy. Yes. Be Stay holy. Be holy or die trying. God bless you. you. Love your spouse. Love the Lord. Love your children.